Hey there DC fans, this is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, Everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNews35. That's D-C-N-E-W-S-35. DCNews35. Use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com. Hey there all you DC Comics News fans, this is episode number 91 of the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. We are not just for DC Comics News fans. This podcast includes comics fans, DC Comics fans, fans of lists, fans of top fives, fans of comic books, fans of podcasts. I think I might be repeating myself. That's okay. There's nothing better than doing the same thing over and over again, especially when it's something you enjoy. That's why you'll always find me here, picking my top five books for DC Comics and DC Comics News each and every week. For this week, episode number 91, I am kicking things off with Future State, Superman of Metropolis, issue number two. An amazing story by Sean Lewis, with art by John Timms, I know that last name, Gabe Beltran, Dave Sharp, colors and letters, respectively, Timms and Eltrib on the original cover, with a variant by Inyuk Lee, and so much story packed inside. Now, Superman and Metropolis presents... Another one of those future state stories where we're looking ahead after the events of death metal and what it means for possible futures in DC Comics. In this possible future, Jonathan Ken has done the unthinkable. He put Metropolis inside of a dome, and then he shrunk it almost exactly the way Brainiac would. And then he lost it to Brainiac, which is just not a good feeling. But in this issue, he has to face multiple clones of personalities of his father, clones that have been taken from him by Brainiac or made from his identities at those times. And they're now giving the worst father-son lecture Jonathan Kent, perhaps anyone, has ever experienced. But they're also made up of brain cells. And this means that it's something that, if John uses what he knows to be right as his advantage, he might just have the upper hand. And then again, there's the fact that despite getting into a bit of a fight, actually more than just a bit of a fight with Supergirl, he now might have a chance where she will step in and provide that extra bit of super family help that can bring maybe the best possible solution to what just happened to Metropolis and maybe provide a way forward. But you're going to want to read this one to know for yourself. Now, 
When it comes to the second story in this book, oh, that's right. Keep in mind, with some of these future state titles, you're not just getting one story. In fact, in this one, you get three. Our second story featuring Mr. Miracle, continuing the story from earlier, this part two of the Metropolis Menagerie, Brandon Easton doing the writing, Valentine Delandro providing the art with colors by Marissa Louise and Dave Sharp's letters, bringing to life not only the mechanical enforcers roaming around the streets and attacking the Mr. Miracle who is doing his best, well, to work with a mother box that is simply running out of power, while at the same time trying to get past these machines. Remind me a little bit of clunkier versions of what we've been seeing over in Future State and Batman and Gotham, but it's something that allows him to utilize some of his oldest tricks, because One of the great things about Mr. Miracle is even before he got the mother box, it was never just about the technology. It was about the mind using it, the inventive ways, the possibilities. Scott Free was an amazing escape artist. Mr. Miracle, who we are now experiencing with a new identity and such a a wonderful take on, on what it means to grow up with a different set of skills. Scott Free was always breaking out of Apocalypse. Our new Mr. Miracle has a personal history that creates a different kind of ingenuity and how that uses not only the technology, the resources, but the odds as he's facing off. Well, it's a pretty awesome moment and there's a hint of just what it is that might be going on behind the scenes. Now, also we have the story of Guardian as told by Sean Lewis with art by Cully Hammer. Colors by Laura Martin, and Letters by Anne World Design. Guardian was not in the best of shape when we saw him last time around. Here, in part two of the story, essentially, in Future State, we get the chance to see what it is that he must overcome if he's going to try and save Jimmy Olsen, who now appears to be referring to Guardian as his best friend. (laughs) I'd feel the same way if someone just saved my life. There's a lot of dangers involved. There is a lady who calls herself Honest Mary, and she believes that she is the one who is bringing the truth to everyone else, that she is exposing the lies by exposing the liars, and the lies and the liars all have to do with superheroes. She believes that if she has the opportunity to expose them, then she can in turn convince everyone to see her as someone who is telling the truth, as someone who is, well, (laughs) trying to be the person who can see through what the rest of us have been deluded by. But a delusion is just an idea, and what it is you're deluded by Well, it might not be as dangerous as everyone thinks. I believe in hope. And if it's a delusion, it's one that served me well and one that I think will continue to serve me. Guardian and those who support him, who are helping him, they they believe in hope. And with him, together, they are all able to show us 
just what it means when false prophets try and turn others who we have looked up to into lies. Well, let's just say there's a great quality of truth when it is given the chance to be heard. Wonderful story, great collection, highly recommend it among those you pick in your top five pick. That was my first choice. Cruising things right along into my second is Future State, Swamp Thing number two. This has been one of those beautiful, heartbreaking looks at the future. One in which there was a great division between the organic world and the creatures, man, who have for some reason always been a part of the organic world and yet at the same time have also always been at odds with it. Ram V writes a, a beautiful ending to this second part of what is Swamp Thing, Obsidian Sun, Part 2. Note the Obsidian, and yes, if you're a longtime fan, you, you know what that hint is going to, and if you've been reading this story so far and are familiar with Part 1, you're also familiar with it, but I might allude to more in a bit. Mike Perkins' art, June Chung with colors, Aditya Bidikar with the letters. Mike Perkins and June Chung on the original cover with a variant cover by Dima Ivanov. And a story in which Swamp Thing, who is not alone, assembles those who are willing to rise up and fight back against Woodrow and those he is working with, although they believe he is working for them. He has his own agenda. It's one of those things where you give the wrong guy the right tools, and he's going to continue to do the wrong thing. The basis for this is that Woodrow has always felt rejected by the nature that he always sought and wanted, and now he wishes to control and subjugate by using Alan Scott's son Obsidian to black out the sky, destroy the organic world, and change mankind and the world's fate forever. Now, Swamp Thing's not going to let that happen, but... Even though he has assembled his, well, not quite a menagerie, definitely not quite an army, but also, I would guess I would call them his kin. And those among the humans who are willing to support, they have a fighting chance, and fight they do. But there's also a recognition that must come true, one in which Swan Thing must face not only what he has done in the past and whether or not that was actually him or someone else in control, what he has created and the limits of that creation simply because they were offshoots of him and not part of the green the way he is with the human connection, one that allows him even in the darkest of moments to find a way to provide light and a way forward for humanity. What it is that happens afterwards is a beautiful possibility. That just might be a reality in this new omniverse. And Ram V has carved out a wonderful space in that possibility. And through it, a beautiful two-part story. One that brings uh, its characters and narrative to at least one ending and possibly the premise of a new beginning. That's my second book. We're going to go ahead and take that quick ad break, let you know all the things going on. We've got some great collaborations with Comics in Motion and so many others, and a few other wonderful teasers. You're going to hear all about them right now. And when we come back, my third, fourth, and fifth choices, I promise, 
when you do tune back in after those ads. You're going to be amazed, full with wonder, thinking about so much, and hopefully that enhances my third, fourth, and fifth choices. Enjoy the ads. Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items and right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNEWS35 that's D-C-N-E-W-S-3-5 DCNEWS35 use that code and receive 35% off site-wide at InsightEditions.com Hi everyone I'm here to tell you about the DC Comics News Podcast here every week to talk everything DC. Movies, TV, comics, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Regardless, you can catch us on every kind of podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere you find great podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. (laughs) (laughs) No. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First... There was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making Bat Shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Gogur. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not fuck that. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't fuck 
with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake, I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers. Mmm, educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth <laughs> joke. <laughs> Here's <on> hoping. <laughs> We're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't. Want- God damn it. Look, all right. We're gonna Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes. Content creation reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un- unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's season, whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. My oh my, and just like that, the ad break is over, and you have returned. This is episode number 91 of the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. I'm your host, Seth Singleton. My genuine pleasure to hang out with you. Talk comics, share my thoughts, give my reasons, defend my choices. But then again, most of the time, it's not really a defense. It's more of a clarification, a statement of the facts, a foundation on which to stand. Future State Wonder Woman number two is... A really beautiful ending to a great story. If you haven't heard recently, go ahead and check out current, recent episodes of DC Comics News Weekly Podcast, and you might hear about how one of our staff has developed quite the crush on Yara Floor. Now, when it comes to what it is that's so amazing about Yara, well, (laughs) for one, I love her fighting spirit. I think she's got 
this wide-eyed tenacity that is not innocent, but it is certainly willing to embrace all of the wonders of hope, which is probably why I enjoy it so much. And I love the way she is willing to look at the impossible as something that simply hasn't been done yet. It's a gorgeous story told by Joelle Jones with colors by Jordi Belair, letters by Clayton Cowles, an original cover by both Jones and Belair with a variant cover by Jenny Frisson. Gorgeous covers both. Um, one is the original which hints at this story inside and, uh, <laughs> you know, there's something to be said about those dogs that guard Hades. And also... There's a lovely variant that just sort of gives not only the, the sense of the warrior that is Wonder Woman, but also the sort of uh, playful, um, I guess it would be playful youth that she exudes in that cover. I think it's a gorgeous example of two different looks at Yara Floor, Wonder Woman, and also a wonderful opportunity to see such great, talented art. Now... The story involves a desire to go into Hades itself and rescue someone who, unfortunately, Wonder Woman wasn't able to rescue in the living world. But there is still a chance, and thankfully there are those, even in Hades, who are willing to help. Not only a guide who can lead her, and by that I mean Wonder Woman, to cross the river Styx, but also then to find favor with the one who caught the eye of Hades and is still often able to bend his ear and influence what would otherwise be a violent, hard line, one that <laughs> does not take well to interlopers and is driven by the misfortune to be the ruler of hell. It's a gorgeous story, one that offers hope and promise, but then also provides that, that terrible reality that sometimes we all face, even those who know that the impossible can be overcome. Sometimes there are the circumstances by which it's no longer about the efforts of the person trying to overcome the impossible, but by perhaps those trapped in that impossible aware of their fate, aware of their choice, and willing to make it in spite of the efforts of others. It's, it's a really moving story. I think it's a gorgeous story. The art is phenomenal. There is something wonderfully vibrant about Wonder Woman, about the legacy she is upholding, about the new direction that she is taking. And I think for anyone who has already been a fan of Yara Flores, since she has arrived, is going to love adding this future state story collection to their collection. And of course, if there's a detail in here that you think deserved a little more attention, don't hesitate to uh, let me know. I give you all the ways to make it possible at the very end. And I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on all my picks this week and every week. Now, that was my third choice, which means it's time to move into my fourth. And yes, yes, I am breaking out of the future state for these next two. Much though I love the stories they offer when it comes to this week's picks, 
sometimes there are stories that break through because of how well they are so masterfully executed. Far Sector has been one of those books. It continues to change my expectations. It continues to push what I believe is possible. It also continues to capture that wonderful feeling that is identifiable whenever creators take their fingers, place it on the pulse of what is going on all around us, and then not only bring to life our terrible fears, our great and terrible fears, but then in the process, show us just how much is still possible, even when those fears are so dangerous, are so real. Now, thankfully, when it comes to a story like Far Sector, there are some brilliant creators. N.K. Jemison and Jamal Campbell have been the constants in this book, and through them, we have an unflinching story and gorgeous art that follows. Now, in addition to the art, color, and cover by Jamal Campbell, we get letters by Darren Bennett and a variant cover by Yasmin Pucci. Now, if you're an enforcer of the law, at some point there's a chance you're going to find yourself on the opposite side of the law, depending on where you're working and what you're doing and as a Green Lantern, as a visitor. Even though there is an authority implied by the ring, there are still the rules of the planet and there are those who will enforce them. And through that, we have an opportunity to learn just how dangerous things have become on the city enduring for Green Lantern, Joe Moline, and also what it means when she is given the chance to reveal just how many dangers there are, what it is that they are all facing, and what the stakes might mean. Now, there's some interesting moments, especially in a place that has been stripped of emotion, where the idea of emotional insanity becomes a, a viable plea that she might consider. But Joe is not looking just for a way out. She's looking for a way to fix a growing problem she sees, one in which exploitation and so many other unnecessaries are sustained through the continued practice of removing emotions from the citizens of the city enduring. They are terrified by a history in which planets were destroyed based on the actions driven by emotions. But that doesn't mean that the only purpose of emotions is to destroy. In issue number 10, we have the opportunity to get even closer to the final two chapters and also this challenge that exists. How is it that one Green Lantern, with a power ring slowly running out of energy, that must find a way to either fail at this case and <laughs> simply pick up the pieces, or solve not only the growing problem, the source of all of those terrible murders, and the danger facing them all. I know there's a train going in the background, and if you can hear it, it's not a warning that we're missing things, but we are speeding closer to our fifth and final book. Well, that train has passed us by, and now we find ourselves standing here with that fifth and final book. And for this one, I decided to go again, as I mentioned, outside of the future state, because, well, when it comes to... The characters and the stories, the suggestions <laughs> of so much that we might all need and wonder. This is a book that I believe is 
a wonderful example of the characters that have been created as villains, as supporting characters, as pieces in the narrative for legendaries like the Trinity, like Batman. But Man-Bat has become a new identity, one who has crossed over into the Justice League dark while continuing to fight his own demons, and also someone who has more important stories left to tell, especially because of what it is he's capable of as a scientist. Now, Kirk believed that there were hidden resources that existed within bats, and through many iterations of a serum, he has tried to merge them with his own DNA. But that has led to dangerous consequences, and far too many times put him at odds with Batman. In this story, Monster Bender by Dave Weagles, Art by Sumit Kumar, colors by Romulo Fajardo Jr., and letters by Tom Napolitano. The original cover by Kyle Hotz and Alejandro Sanchez is alongside the variant cover by Kevin Nolan. Now, there, <laughs> there is something to be said for the reasons behind why Kirk wants to continue changing into Man-Bat. The strength, the power the numerous senses that are amplified. But there is a danger in the serum he is using. In this case, he's confronted by a Batman who challenges him and says, you become even more violent, more dangerous, more feral, less of your human side is involved. Not only is that a problem and something that is difficult, there is a long-term effect from continued exposure to the man-bat serum. At some point, the bat side is overtaking the man, and soon man-bat will just be a bat, losing all sense of humanity, all sense of human emotions, reflections, and understanding. Now, in addition to his original intention, Kirk wanted to find a way to use the powers of the bat to help those like his sister suffering from hearing loss and the limitations it provides. Now he's actually inflicted a similar harm on those he said he was intending to protect. And because of that, things have gotten much, much worse. However, this is just the beginning, a six-part Man-Bat storyline that kicks off with an issue number one that I think if you read it and you've enjoyed the wonderful storytelling of those who make it look so good, and by that, I'm, I'm definitely talking about the creators we have in this series. Well, you're going to enjoy what is being proposed in Man-Bat, why there is more to tell in this story, and why, if you're hooked, I'm almost apologetic. But I'm pretty sure you'll thank me later. And with that, we've come to the end of episode number 91 of the DC Comics News Spinner Rack. I've been your host, Seth Singleton. My genuine pleasure to bring you the top five books from DC Comics each and every week. To make sure you never miss out on those, please subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to. It's DC Comics News, and when you do, you'll guarantee that you not only get updated, new, fresh issues of and episodes of 
the Spinner Rack, but also great content like the DC Comics News Weekly Podcast, the episode-by-episode breakdown of Batman the Animated Series by our very own Mr. Steve J. Ray on his podcast, I Am the Knight, also an episode-by-episode breakdown of the Harley Quinn show, Mad Love, and if you make sure that you are subscribed, all the newest, freshest content from DC Comics News Weekly and even future ideas like Flicky Fashions and Tropesville will be on their way and right there in your inbox, ready to play each and every time. Keep in mind, too, we're expanding our brand to places like YouTube, where you can find DC and After Dark, hosted by Tony Hastings and our very own Kelly Gaines. They give you a more mature look at DC Comics, the DC Comics world, and, well, so much more. There's laughter, there's drinks, there's cooking, there's baking. This is for an adult audience, so keep that in mind if you're under 18 and should be enjoying all of our other content before heading to DCN after dark. Keep in mind when it comes to any of those platforms like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and more. If you want to send a message to us, just use the at symbol in DC Comics News. That's the at symbol, capital D, capital C, capital C, O-M-I-C-S, capital N-E-W-S. When you do, you will make sure the entire team knows what you're thinking, what you want, what you like, what you don't, what we're doing great, what we can do better, and so much more. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this podcast and all of our other content. And if you want to send me a direct message, please don't hesitate to find me on Twitter as the number one and more singleton. That's one more singleton. Or just type my name, Seth Singleton, in the word story into a search engine and come say hi wherever you find me. Love to hear your thoughts. Love to hear about any books you think I should have included or anything more about this or any future episode of DC Comics News Spinner Rack. And with more in store and plenty to enjoy, there's only one last thing for us to, you know, send you away before we send you off. And that's a, a reminder that when in doubt, always read more comics. Thanks for joining. Can't wait to talk more comics with you next time.